Number 10-04-23, a rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode 1, A Year with the Church Fathers. Be kind, even to people who don't deserve it. St. John Cassian Institutes 10.15 Is that beggar on the street just a lazy bum? Maybe so, but St. John Cassian reminds us that our moral judgment is not supposed to limit our Christian charity. Nevertheless, like a far-sighted and careful physician, the Apostle Paul is not only anxious to heal the wounds of the sick, but gives suitable directions as well to the healthy, so that their health may be preserved continually. He says, Do not be worry in well-doing. You who follow me, meaning my ways, copy the example given to you by imitating in work, and do not follow their sloth nor laziness. Do not be worry in well-doing. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 13. That is, show kindness towards them, even if by chance they have failed to observe what we said. He was severe with those who were weak, for fear that, because they were worn by laziness, they might yield to restlessness and inquisitiveness. But at the same time, he admonishes those who are in good health not to restrain that kindness which the Lord's command bids us to show to the good and evil. See Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. Even if some bad people will not turn in sound doctrine, he also admonishes us not to detest from doing good and encouraging them both by words of consolation and by rebuke, as well as by ordinary kindness and civility. In God's presence, consider, is it hard for me to show charity to people I think are lazy or immoral? The closing prayer. Father, rescue the distressed, feed the hungry, comfort the weak, and guide them all into the way of salvation. Episode number two. Through the year with Thomas Merton. Lost in the crowd. The great temptation of modern man is not physical solitude, but immersion in the mass of other men, not escape to the mountains or the desert, would that more men were so tempted, but escape into the great formless sea of irresponsibility, which is the crowd. There is actually no more dangerous solitude than that of the man who is lost in a crowd, who does not know he is alone, and who does not function as a person in the community either. He does not face the risks of true solitude or its responsibilities, and at the same time the multitude has taken all other responsibilities off his shoulders. Yet modern man is by no means free of care. He is burdened by the diffuse, anonymous anxiety, the nameless fears, the petty itching lusts, and all-pervading hostilities which fill mass society the way water fills the ocean. New Seeds of Contemplation Episode number 3, Magnificat, April 2023, Volume 25, Number 1 Number 1, a reading from the Gospel 
according to Matthew chapter 28, verses 8 through 15. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce the news to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had happened. The chief priests assembled with the elders and took counsel. Then they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this gets to the ears of the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. The soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has circulated among the Jews to the present day. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day Invincible Love Ordinary human language is inadequate for the church to express her Easter gladness. But from her heart, ecstatic with jubilation, breaks forth a mystic word, Alleluia. During the entire Easter octave, the church seems not to come out of her unspeakable rapture. Pascal joy is the gladness of triumphant purity, the gladness of Jesus risen which pours forth on the world such an abundance of happiness that, as someone has said, there should never again be sadness upon the earth after the resurrection of the Lord. What are our poor miseries and sorrows, even those that distressed us most, compared with that immense reality of the definitive triumph of sinlessness over sin, of light over darkness, of love over hate? The passion was a combat, a gigantic duel between life and death, between sinless and sin. The Easter sequence sings of it thus, death and life, in a strange conflict strove. The prince of life who died now lives and reigns. Life by dying seemed conquered, but death was defeated forever. Jesus, divine purity, the whiteness of eternal light, impelled by an utterly love came to seek souls lying in the mirror of sin. Only he could free them. Only light can touch mire without being stained. Only he is so pure that he can destroy our sins with the sepulcher of his purity and the splendor. But it pleased him to come as a mighty wrestler, as a grand conqueror, first in his own heart and afterwards on Calvary. The heart of Jesus was broken by indescribable sufferings. His blood-stained body appeared as a cluster of grapes, squeezed out in the winepress upon the cross were heaped up all ignominy and suffering. The power of darkness, in its transitory but terrible hour, threw all the forces of evil upon the immortal victim. Satan seems to sing his victory over a lake of pain and blood when lie 
life dies, when Jesus inclines his head under the immense weight of man's injustice and of God's justice, our Lord's sad disciples saw the precious body of the Master disappear beneath the stone of the sepulchre, for their tear-filled eyes did not even faintly perceive the tremendous mystery. But a woman, whose heart beat with a fathomless, invincible love, returned from the sepulchre, radiant with jubilation, on the luminous resurrection morning, from the depths of suffering and death, sinless arose victorious, victorious over sin to bestow upon the world the divine gift of joy. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three, by Honor Books, Golden Nugget, number one, inspired by Luke, chapter six, verses 45. Language is the expression of thought. Every time you speak, your mind is on parade. A good man out of good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Golden Nugget number 2, inspired by Romans chapter 12, verses 3. The hardest secret for a man to keep in his opinion of himself. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by First Timothy chapter 4, verses 14. He who buries his talent is making a grave mistake. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. Suppose that a great commotion arises in the street about something, let us say a lamppost, which may influence an influential person's desire to pull down a gray-clad monk, who is the spirit of the Middle Ages, is approached on the matter and begins to say, in the arid manner of the schoolmen, let us first of all consider, my brethren, the value of light, if light be, it in itself is good. At this point, he is somewhat excusably knocked down. All the people make a rush for the lamppost. The lamppost is down in ten minutes and they go about congratulating each other on their unmedieval practicality. But as things go on, they do not work out so easily. Some people have pulled the lamppost down because they wanted the electric light, some because they wanted old iron, some because they wanted darkness, because their deeds were evil. Some thought it not enough of a lamppost, some too much. Some acted because they wanted to smash municipal machinery. Some because they wanted to smash something. And there is war in the night, no man knowing whom he strikes. So gradually and inevitably, today, tomorrow, or the next day, there comes back the conviction that the monk was right after all, 
and that all depends on what is the philosophy of light. Only what we might have discussed under the gas lamp, we must now discuss in the dark. Heretics. Episode number six, Reflection. When a man detaches his mind from earth and opens it to God with a desire to please him, then God reveals his will in various ways. St. Peter of Damascus writes, If a man has a full intention to please God, then God teaches him his will either through thoughts, through some other person, or through Holy Scripture. Such a man becomes attentive and keen and awaits God's promptings from within and from without. For him, chance ceases to exist. The whole world becomes as a ten-stringed harp who does not give out a single sound without the finger of God. Episode number seven, quotes by St. Francis Assisi. Start by doing what is necessary, then what is possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible.